Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Well, today we're going to continue with the um, message about entrusted, and we're going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. Um, So, yeah, let's just, I'm not going to apologize, but I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures today. And, you know, this is important. Our scripture, the word of God, is what we live by. It's our standard, our It's our plumb line. And so, yeah, let's look at what Timothy was told by Paul when he was entrusted with things that God wanted him to live like. And so let's look at verse 14. It says, I'm going to read it all out so it's quite long. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are two names that's hard to pronounce, Hymenius and Philetus, who have departed from the truth. I must admit, I wouldn't like to be them named in the Bible in that way um, for such things. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his. Boy, am I glad about that. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. I want to be like that. I don't know about you. Flee from evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. That's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot. There's a lot in there. I did question whether Tyler would give me the longest passage there, and I've got it right. I have got it right, haven't I? Yes. Um, So basically, as we heard from Tyler and from um, Wish in recent weeks, this book of Timothy is from Paul to Timothy as a leader. But, you know, we can take so much from this because our leaders actually do have... um, It's quite scary taking on this role today, thinking about this passage. Um, My son's already got a complaint, apparently. (laughs) So the weight of that is is, um, quite heavy. Um, So, yeah, you know, this whole thing about leadership is 
is particularly what this passage is about, but it applies to absolutely all of us, most of this. And I, I'd just like us to take with us things that we, God is speaking to us about. Now, I just can't help but think that this passage is a really relevant passage today because it's Halloween. And also because it's the start of the climate change conference today, COP26. And so it's very topical in my heart and mind that this topic of this um, message today, I'm entitling it today, What's Your Inner Climate Like? Okay. You know, we can think about the state of the earth. And there are things that the earth, you know, it, it's deteriorating. We know that. And we know how God designed it, and we know that when he designed it, he designed us to look after it, and we should be looking after it. Um, but we also do know that it is going to pass away. But what's going to happen to our lives? We are not going to... We're not going to pass away. Our souls live forever. And so what are we doing to keep and maintain the climate of our own lives? It's interesting also that it's Halloween because on Halloween we um, think about the things of evil that are happening and um, we'll talk a bit more about that later. But let's just um, start by asking the question, how are we handling the truth? Um, so I've got three questions this morning which were up there I think but they'll come back soon, whenever. Um, I think they're meant to come up one at a time, but I don't know. Um, yeah, so Paul wrote the letter to Timothy out of concern for the future success of the gospel ministry. Timothy was entrusted with the gospel message. He was entrusted with this inner message that he was to share and reproduce amongst others and uh, as a leader in churches to bring more churches to growth and to um, bring more churches into being. So our inner climate needs attention. His inner climate, Timothy's inner climate, was really important in order to do the task that he'd been called to. Last week, Tyler talked about following the pattern and passing on what we had learned to others. So today, again, there's more stuff in this. There's just so much in this passage. Um, you know, we're going to think about escaping from the trap of the devil. Verse 26 talks about the very last verse. I think kind of that's the crooks of this passage, that we escape the trap of the devil who has taken people captive to do his will. And that's Halloween today. It's all about thinking and celebrating about skeletons, witches, and um, horror things, really. Do we want to celebrate that is my question. Do we actually want to celebrate that? We need to be shining our light bright at this time. So verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Thinking about the analogy of the um, climate, um, if we have a good inner climate, we will be having a pure heart. Verse 22 is, um, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith and love and peace. And um, 
Those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Let's think about that pure heart. And let's think about this question. How are we handling truth? So if we know that the earth is deteriorating, then we will make a change, won't we? So climate change relies on you knowing the truth. If you close your eyes to the truth and think, oh, well, the earth isn't deteriorating, it's fine. If I use extra cling film, if I um, throw away all my bottles, if I do etc., etc., it doesn't matter because I don't even know what's going on. That's where it's completely gone over your head. In our lives, how are we handling the truth? Is your life deteriorating or is it progressing? Is your inner climate deteriorating or is it progressing? Now, I'm not going to here point the finger at people at all. It's all about asking God, where am I at in this? What is God saying to me this morning in this message? How are we handling the truth? If we know about the truth about God's word, and if we correctly handle the word of truth, don't wander away from the truth, it says. If we walk in the truth, we won't need to be ashamed, it says in verse 16, I think that is. Let's not be um, people who have so much, um, if we're not walking in the truth, we're going to feel ashamed of things. And, um, you know, the truth is an interesting one because um, very often if we don't get truths right in our lives, if we're believing lies, if we're believing things that are not of God's word, then we're going to be going a wrong path. And that's not good. That's not good. So we need to immerse ourselves in the word of God. We need to read his word. We need to ask him to show us what's his truth for us today. What's, what lie am I believing? I love the truth and lies stuff. And that we need to ask the Holy Spirit, is there a lie I'm believing today about myself or about you? Is there a truth that you want to give me in exchange? Lord, show me what the truth is and then speak it out. How are we handling the truth? If we're handling the truth and just keeping it inside, that's not good either because it says in Romans about how um, if we confess with our mouth, we are saved. We can believe things in our hearts, but we need to confess that truth. We need to live and believe and speak it. Speaking the truth out is really important. Out of our mouths, we speak blessing or curses, it says in this passage. We can speak out blessings to people. Let's speak out blessings, not curses. Let's speak out the truth. And verse 16 talks, it, it says quite a lot in this passage about godless chatter or quarrels. And I, I just think that's really important to pick up on. Because if we talk and speak out wrong truths, if we're speaking out things that are not of God, then it, we're going to end up living by that, aren't we? And, and I'm just thinking about how the tongue in the book of James talks about the tongue and how the tongue is a little thing but it's a rudder that guides us and if we speak out things that are not truth then it's going to guide us into things that are not truth and so you know we need to try and speak truth out loud it's a really very edifying thing to do for your inner climate speak the truth 
Don't speak out the negatives. I know I'm very prone to speak out negatives. Oh, such and such might happen. It might happen. It might not. And we are living with and in a God who is a God of the impossible. We need to speak the truth out. We need to do that. You know, sometimes being able to handle the truth also means mixing with the right people as well. Because if we're mixing with people that are always speaking negatively, we're going to end up speaking negatively as well. And it says, I know somebody said, you are the sum of the five closest people around you. I thought that's really interesting because if we are mixing with people that are always negative and that don't speak out truth, then we're going to become speakers of negative things and not speaking out the truth. But if we mix with people in our closer circle who are speaking out truths, then we're going to speak the truth. And we do become like the company we keep. It says that. Lots of people say that, don't they? We become like the company we keep. So try and make time for spending with people who speak truth because God wants us to live in that truth. Amen. Yeah. So... The second point is, how are we disposing of the rubbish? You know, in our lives, um, verse 21 talks about being cleansed. I shall read that in my larger print here. Um, Those who cleanse ourselves will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. You know, we need to handle our rubbish correctly. How are we disposing of the rubbish in our lives? We can get cluttered by things that happen, by things that build up in our lives, baggage that occurs. And it's like our planet. If we're not disposing correctly of the rubbish on our planet, then our planet gets cluttered, damaged, and degraded. Do we want that to happen in our lives? Let's think about our inner climate how are we disposing of the rubbish in our inner climate you know people shy away from talking about sin it's not easy to talk about sin but sin defiles sin disrupts sin spoils sin messes up things and sin makes things deteriorate it doesn't make things progress it makes things deteriorate You know, I talked a while back in one of my messages about shame and guilt. And um, this passage talks about how we need to be cleansed and um, that we don't need to carry around that guilt. Um, I'm just looking at what verse it is. I'll come back to that. Um, Yeah, verse 14, 15. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. If we're handling the word of truth correctly, we're going to not be ashamed. And if we're getting rid of and disposing of the rubbish in our lives, we don't need to be ashamed. But shame does happen, and shame and guilt can destroy so much. But if we confess our sins, it says, he is faithful. 1 John 1 9 says, if he, we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. So I'm not going to name sins this morning, but I think we need to think about the kinds of things that are sins. And, um, you know, anything that makes us defiled, anything that spoils our relationship with God is a sin. Um, I often think about the verse which is in 
um, Romans, anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. Romans 14, 23, anything. So in that passage, they were talking about what was sin. Was it a sinful thing to eat this meat or was it a sinful thing to eat that? In those days, they were really concerned about what they ate. Um, But actually, in that passage, it was talking about anything, Paul says, anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. So what in your life is not coming from faith? I think that's a really good measure, a really good plumb line for dealing with sin in our lives and purifying ourselves. We need to come before God and we need to give an account to him at some point. But we need to come before him and say, as the psalmist says in Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know if there's any any anxious way in me. So if we're searching, if we're asking God to search our hearts day by day, then we will know what is not walking in faith. So how are you, how am I today not walking in faith? If there's one small area where we're not walking in faith, that is sin. I mean, wow, that's quite scary, isn't it? That's quite a tall order to to live like that. Um, I love the question as well, what would Jesus do? If Jesus was watching me now, what would he say? And that's kind of a little bit scary, but actually it's a good question to ask. Very often, if we aren't asking that question we will end up just doing what we want. And sin is really basically going our own way. Our motives should be for him, verse 21. Um, Turning away from wickedness, this passage talks a lot about turning away from wickedness. Um, Remembering that in the house, you can build with gold and silver, or you can build with wood and clay. God wants our inner climate to be made of healthy, good things, the solid gold and silver. He wants to build in us something really good that's solid and going to last for eternity. Our inner climate needs to last because it is going to last for eternity. How are you building your inner climate? So, yeah, we need to... Verse 15, do our best to present ourselves to God as one approved, a worker who does not be ashamed. If we are handling the word of truth properly, if we're living in God's truth, if we are allowing the Holy Spirit to show us what is in our lives that is not walking from faith, then we're going to be able to develop our inner climate, our inner climate, allowing the Holy Spirit. Do you know what the good thing is? The Holy Spirit actually does the refining work. And sometimes we think, how am I going to live so good? How am I going to be that good person that Timothy is being urged to be in this? I can't do that. I am not doing it. There's one thing that I'm failing at every single week. If that's you today, The Holy Spirit wants to come in and supernaturally purify you. What it starts with is confession. If we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful and he is just and he will forgive. And he takes away the guilt and he takes away the shame. We don't need to carry it. 
We don't need to carry it. The Holy Spirit does the purifying work. It starts with us surrendering. But we do need to surrender. And we do need to allow ourselves to get rid of the rubbish. So the third point is in our inner climate. Thinking about, are we fleeing from evil desires? This passage from verse 22 talks a lot about evil desires. You know, we can talk and think about sin as actions. Um, You know, I lied, I stole something, I um, went off with someone else's husband, or various things. I didn't, by the way. But, um, you know, there are things that are very tangibly real that actually happen but there are things deep down in our thought life that no one knows and are we fleeing from evil desires as Paul says to Timothy he says pursue faith pursue love and pursue peace if we're not pursuing those things it's likely that our thought life is not as it should be in our climate so What do we focus our attention from? I often say that what we focus our attention from on is the thing that we pursue. No one inside, no one on the outside necessarily knows what we're focusing our attention on. We know. We can say, oh, okay, yeah, I do put a lot of attention into that. And then that's what you begin to pursue. People do see it on the outside. It starts on the inside. I love this saying. It says, sow a thought, reap a word. Sow a word, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a lifestyle. Sow a lifestyle, reap a destiny. And then the last one is sow a destiny and reap an eternity. That's what this passage is all about. Because... Paul wanted Timothy to go ahead and pass on, like Tyler showed last week, everything that he'd been entrusted with. So we need to be making our inner climate begin with the word, the thoughts. It does begin with the thoughts. Then it progresses to the words, and then it progresses to the actions, and so on, because the actions make into a habit and a lifestyle and a destiny. What a de- what's the destiny that your inner climate is reaching towards? I'm praying and I'm trusting that my inner lifestyle, my inner climate is being progressed and moved forward in a good way every day. And there are days where my thought life slips up and I'll start thinking negatively or I'll start thinking about something that's um, unkind towards someone. And so, you know, this is what Paul talks about in this passage as well, that we must be kind to everyone and we must not quarrel. There's a temptation so often to have disunity amongst ourselves. And this is where our thought life needs to be kept in check. So allowing the devil a foothold in our thought life is not good. And so... Again, we're calling on the Holy Spirit, show us, search me, O God, and know if there was any wicked way in me, if there's any anxious thoughts. Because very often, our pursuing of something um, 
evil begins with a wrong thought. And very often the wrong thought begins with an anxiety. What's your anxiety today? Is it that I won't be able to have enough money to live? I won't be healthy enough. I won't have um, a relationship with the people I need to relate to. So we spoil our relationships sometimes by holding grudges. And um, this passage is encouraging us not to hold things against people. No grudges. Keep your heart and your mind in check. God wants us to have pure thoughts and holy thoughts. And, you know, there may be other things you're struggling with in your thought life. And again, just let that Holy Spirit fire flood into your thought life. Let the Holy Spirit come. Let the Holy Spirit begin to refine you because he can do that. It's about surrender. You know, I love this saying, a surrendered life is an extended life. I don't know who said that, but if we surrender to God, that's where our inner climate is going to grow into good things and bear fruit. Do not let Satan have a foothold in your life. It's costly being a disciple of Jesus, and he does want us to come to that place of utter surrender. If, like the world, God made the earth, and he made it to be good, and he made man to be fruitful and multiply on the face of the earth. He made the face of this earth to be prosperous and good and produce fruit. He made you to be prosperous and good and produce fruit. But it starts with looking after and tending your inner environment. And it starts with surrendering to the maker. You know, if we don't follow maker's instructions, you know, if you buy a new television or a new, um, um, I'm trying to think of something that's more complicated. Anyway, televisions are pretty complicated. If you don't follow the maker's instructions, you're not going to get the best out of that TV. And at worst, it might not even work. And, you know, this is how it is with our lives and this world. If we follow maker's instructions, our lives are going to progress and grow and flourish and our inner climate is going to be healthy. I want that inner climate in my life to be healthy, but I know that it does involve surrendering to the maker of my life. And it also involves not giving Satan a foothold in my life and if you can catch it in your thought life before it happens and progresses into your action life that's where things are going to change ask God to show you ask God to show you if there were any thoughts or ways in you that are not of him this week I got an email from what's called the Global Prophetic Alliance. And I just want to read that to finish with because it was really relevant and it really stuck out to me. The word was, I want to fill your lungs with rare, rarefied breath of heaven so that what exudes from you on earth is the purity, the breathtaking clarity of the breath, the atmosphere of heaven. Will you allow me to remove from you the smoke and smog of earth? to clear the way that the atmosphere of the earth has clogged and blocked your, comp your capacity to release the purity of heaven, 
You know, I want to release the purity of heaven. And that's what Timothy was being called to do as a leader in this situation, to release the purity of heaven to his surroundings. Will you submit to my cleansing of your life so that you can be a pure channel through which I can flow? And then there's two verses to finish with. But as if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Let's walk in the light. That light exposes the darkness. And like tonight is Halloween, the light is what can expose the darkness. Let's not live in the dark. With, and then 2 Corinthians 7.1, in the message translation, I love this. This is the last thing I'm going to read. And it says, with promises like this to pull, on, pull us on, dear friends, let's take a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us both within and without. Let's make our whole lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. Amen. I second that. I do believe that God wants us to make our, to allow our lives to be fit and holy temples, but that involves surrender. And I urge you, it's worth the journey. Thank you for watching this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at or check out our website at www.centre-church.uk.